The products discussed in this podcast are only available in the United States. Hello and welcome to the quarterly update podcast where portfolio managers share their thoughts on markets and their strategies. My name is John Cavolis. I'm joined by Hua Chang, portfolio manager at Morova US. Hua is a PM of the Morova Global Sustainable, International Sustainable, and U.S. Sustainable Equity Funds. The tickers are as follows, ESGYX, MRVYX, and MUSYX, respectively. First, for those listening in, thank you. In today's episode, we will cover the market environment in the first half of 2023, how the funds performed in that context, and what the team is seeing for potential investment opportunities. First, Hua, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. With pleasure to be here. Most of the things we expected to happen during the first half of the year, in fact, did. Inflation eased, U.S. economic growth slowed, the Federal Reserve appears to be near the end of its rate hike cycle, and the U.S. government debt ceiling standoff was resolved before a potential default. One thing we didn't expect was the strength in the broader stock market. We believed equity markets could face rough sledding in the first half but it re- and lead to potential better second half. But in fact, the S&P 500 index was up more than 17% year-to-date as of June 30th, and even the NASDAQ was up 31%. We saw this strong performance, albeit driven by a handful of mega-cap stocks. International stocks remain attractive, bolstered by valuations and faster earnings growth. And while we recognize that a surge in artificial intelligence stocks could further boost U.S. equities on a relative basis. For the Morova Sustainable Equity Funds, the international and U.S. equity funds underperformed their benchmark during the second quarter, while the global equity fund outperformed. Year-to-date, the opposite has occurred, as the international and U.S. funds outperformed on a relative basis, while the global fund lagged. All three strategies remain well-positioned to take advantage of the changing opportunities that 2023 presents. And with that, I would like to turn it over to the question portion of this podcast. Starting off, Hua, would you be able to walk through a brief recap of the first quarter's market environment? What interesting market dynamics are the team keeping their eye on for the rest of 2023? And how do these dynamics affect the sustainable equity portfolios? During the second quarter, 2023, we see strong absolute return of global equity market. And this return mainly came from U.S. equity market, partly because of the resilience of the economic data here, partly because of the last-minute agreement by the government to avoid a potential default. In fact, we continue to see similar market dynamics as we had seen in the first quarter this year. Cyclical sectors such as information technology, consumer discretionary, and communication services outperformed, while defensive sectors such as utilities, consumer staples, and healthcare underperformed. Similarly, the growth-oriented stocks, high-quality stocks, outperformed value low-quality stocks. We believe that this trend may continue for the rest of this year. Thank you, Hua. That's very helpful for setting the stage and helping illustrate some of the drivers of performance. Would you also be able to walk through some of the names in the portfolio that were contributors and detractors to performance for the second quarter? The outperformance of Mirova Global Sustainable Active Fund mainly came from stock picking. As our 
underweight in U.S. equity market and our overweight in sectors such as healthcare and utilities hurt the relative performance. A couple of highlights on the positive contributors within stock picking. One of them is within information technology. NVIDIA had a very strong quarter performance, partly because of the terrific quarterly result driven by the strong demand of generative AI, data center, and also very successful product launch recently. Meanwhile, the demand was so strong that the company issued a guidance for next quarter 50-50% higher than the market consensus. I had never seen that over the last 10 years. Meanwhile, the company expects that the strong demand can go to the second half of this year at least. Adobe performed also very well with a very strong solid quarterly result driven by the digital media and also digital experiences products. The company also upgraded its full-year guidance, not only on revenue, but also on earnings. This upgrade of the full-year guidance shows very strong conviction of the management team on the fundamental business. We are particularly excited to see the strong performance of Adobe during the second quarter because we added our position during the first quarter. Microsoft performed also very well with a solid quarterly result and AI optimism. Another sector to highlight was healthcare. Elanini performed very well, partly because of the solid core business growth, partly because of the encouraging progress on the trials result, particularly on obesity and Alzheimer's disease. Intuitive Surgical is another healthcare company in our portfolio. It's a global leader on robotic surgery procedure platform. During the quarter, it published also very solid result, particularly very strong growth for the procedure. This was perhaps one of the highest growth number over the last five years. At the same time, the company also upgraded the full-year guidance on the procedure growth. This shows again the conviction of the company on the core business growth. On the other side, we had also several detractors. One of them is consumer discretionary, mainly Aptive. Aptive underperformed because of the mixed quarterly result. On one hand, the revenue growth was very strong, 6% higher than the market overall. On the other side, the margin improvement of Aptive was not as strong as expected. With a soft start of the year 2023, there was a concern in the market on the potential profit target for the whole year. Our thought was that this is a scale business. As long as Aptive continues to deliver revenue top-line growth, the margin improvement will follow sooner or later, even though it may be challenging to know the exact timing, whether this quarter or next quarter. Another one to highlight is industrial sector. 
Vestas underperformed too. Many because one of its big competitors, Siemens Gamesa, issued a product quality problem for the onshore wind turbine business. The repair cost was above 1 billion euros. The company also withdrew its full-year guidance on the profitability. While it's still too early to make a firm conclusion, but we believe that Vestas is far better situation, partly because Vestas has their culture of product quality focus. The company has been far more transparent on the quality issue. And also the company had already taken several measures in the past to deal with this issue. Mirova International Sustainable Equity Product underperformed, mainly because these high-performing companies are mainly Americans. Thank you for that color, Hua. It's extremely helpful as we walk through the portfolios. Have any of the Moroba sustainable equity portfolios adjusted their holdings in the second quarter, whether it's due to risk return opportunities or structural shifts in the company's growth prospects? We're hoping to see if there are any trims or ads that are uh, important for investors to know about. We initiated high-quality company air liquid in our portfolio during the quarter. We believe that air liquid can really play a crucial role on the transition environment, particularly toward net zero and Paris Agreement over long term. Because of its niche positioning on energy efficiency product and green hydrogen business. Air liquid's business on industrial gases is a very consolidated sector, with top three companies accounting for more than 70% of the global market share, so the barriers to entry is very high. Meanwhile, the company is very well managed. The management team has been stable, competent, has an excellent track record. Over more than 120 years of the history, there are only six CEOs. When we look at the stock valuation, we believe that the long-term business opportunities from green hydrogen is not integrated into the stock price. So we were more than happy to initiate the position in our portfolio. We added also our positioning to Danaher, one of the highest quality companies on life science business in the world. Over the last one year, Danaher underperformed a little bit, partly because of the slowing down of the bioprocessing business, partly because of its COVID-driven business tailwind came to the end recently. However, we believe that they are just short-term challenges. The long-term business opportunities still very attractive. We were more than happy to add our position there. Another one that we added recently was SD Lauder, which also underperformed, partly because of the slower recovery of Asian travel business, partly because of the high inventory level in China. Similarly, we believe these are short-term challenges. When we look at the long-term drivers, such as the emerging middle class, higher purchasing power, penetration ratio of the product in Asia, we believe that these long-term business drivers remain untouched. So we took this opportunity to also add our position there.
on the other side, we sold Bright Horizon, accompanying our portfolio with a small weight. Bright Horizon is a market leader on daycare center, particularly in US, a little bit in UK and in Australia. We believe that the company is very well positioned to benefit from the transition of demographics, particularly the two working parents trend over long term. When we saw the market sell off during the pandemic in the first quarter 2020, the valuation was really attractive. We initiated our position at that time. However, the recovery of the business after COVID was much more challenging than initially expected. When we talked to the management team, they didn't really share much more clarity on the organic growth over long term. Meanwhile, because of the recent acquisition in Australia, the balance sheet quality also deteriorated. In that case, we see lower growth opportunities either from organic side but also from acquisition side. Meanwhile, the potential risk was higher. In that case, we decided to sell our position in Bright Horizon. Last one to highlight was that we trimmed also NVIDIA, partly after a very strong performance. We stick to our valuation discipline. Even though we continue to like experience exposure to artificial intelligence, data center, autonomous driver. We believe that it was good timing to take some profit there. Meanwhile, we took also some profit in Novo Nordisk, Microsoft, after very strong performance. Wow, that, that's a great tidbit on NVIDIA there because that really transitions into my next question. One of the biggest ongoing topics within our industry right now is artificial intelligence. Would you be able to give the listeners uh, an update on how the team assesses the risks within AI and how we think about the responsibility and valuations of this industry going forward? Definitely. We look at not only opportunities, but also uh, risks. On the opportunity side, recently we talked a lot about opportunities from generative uh, AI. Definitely it's very important. Generative uh, AI helps us not only understand what happens much better, but also it recommends valuable suggestions for the solution. However, if we have an even longer investment horizon, we look at business opportunities from manufacturing center of AI, consumer business with AI, metaverse, and also autonomous driving. If we look at autonomous driving opportunities, Assuming that in 10 years, every year, we sell around 100 million vehicles, the dollar content from AI per vehicle varies and depends on the level of autonomous driver. For the low level of autonomous driver, the dollar content could be several hundred dollars. For the high level of autonomous driver, it could be several thousands dollars per vehicle. So this autonomous driving opportunity alone could be potentially hundreds of billion dollars. So really we believe that the long-term business opportunity for artificial intelligence is real and very big. On the other side, we pay great attention to the misuse of AI product 
which can induce potential ethical issues. We monitor particularly the ongoing regulation on these topics, such as EU AI Act project, which gives a first position from a regulator on the rules for AI products about human oversight, safety, privacy, transparency, non-discrimination, and social and environmental well-being. Within our portfolios, we have direct and indirect exposures to artificial intelligence by NVIDIA, Microsoft, and Adobe. We believe that these companies take ethical and security principles into their product design and product development process. We have a recent engagement with Microsoft, for example, which has more than 100 people working on ethical AI. Thank you, Hua. That was great that you went into kind of the responsibility behind AI because everyone talks about the growth opportunities, but not enough about the risks in this area. Lastly, I'd just like to turn it back to you, Hua, is, and see if you have any final thoughts or lasting messages to leave our listeners with today. During the quarter, we had many exciting field trip conferences or company meetings. One of the highlights was that uh, I had a green capex trip in Texas and also California. Over one week, I met more than 20 companies across all different sectors, such as utilities, energy, consumers, industries, and technologies. One of the takeaways is that companies really change their business model change the priority of their projects to benefit from IRA. Because IRA offers more than 10 years clarification for the business opportunity in US. Particularly, green hydrogen becomes cost competitive against the traditional energies because of IRA. This is one more reason why we have high conviction on green hydrogen and also on air liquid. Another one to highlight is uh, Summer Fisher's annual investor day. Summer Fisher has been in the portfolio for eight or nine years as one of the top five holdings, even though recently it underperformed. However, this annual investor day really gives us the unique opportunity to talk to not only CEO and CFO, but also other key professionals such as COO, head of each individual segment. After this investor deal, I had even higher conviction on the quality of its business, quality of the whole management team, and the culture. Thank you, Hua. That's great insight to you meeting with the teams and helping understand the companies that are in this portfolio. I want to thank you again for taking the time today. Thanks again, and happy to be here. To our listeners, we appreciate your continued support and interest in the Morova strategies. For more information on the funds, please reach out to your Natixis sales representative or visit im.natixis.com. Important information. Standard performance as a percentage for Morova Global Sustainable Equity Fund is of June 30, 2023. Class Y. Three month, 7.26%. Year to date, 14.52%. One year, 18.46%. Three years, 9.45%. Five years, 11.17%. Life of class March 31st, 16, 11.83%. Class A at NAV. Three month, 7.21%. Year to date, 14.39%.
1 year, 18.17%. 3 years, 9.17%. 5 years, 10.90%. Life of class March 31st, 16, 11.56%. Class A with 5.75% maximum sales charge. 3 month, 1.05%. Year to date, 7.81%. 1 year, 11.40%. 3 years, 7.03%. 5 years, 9.59%. Life of class March 31st, 16, 10.65%. MSCI World Index, net. 3 month, 6.83%. Year to date, 15.09%. 1 year, 18.43%. 3 years, 12.13%. 5 years, 9.03%. Life of class March 31st, 16, 10.35%. Performance data listed represents past performance and is no guarantee of, and not necessarily indicative of, future. Results. Total return and value will vary, and you may have a gain or loss when shares are sold. Current performance may be lower or higher than quoted. For most recent month-end performance, visit im.notizeyes.com. Performance for other share classes will be greater or less than shown based on differences in fees and sales charges. Performance for periods less than one year is cumulative, not annualized. Returns reflect changes in share price and reinvestment of dividends and capital gains, if any. You may not invest directly in an index. Benchmark since inception performance is calculated from March 31st, 16. For the Morova Global Sustainable Equity Fund, gross expense ratio 1.01%, class Y share, slash 1.26%, class A share. Net. Expense ratio 0.95%, class Y share, slash 1.20%, class A share. As of the most recent prospectus, the investment advisor has contractually agreed to waive fees and slash or reimburse expenses, with certain exceptions, once the expense cap of the fund has been exceeded. This arrangement is set to expire on April 30, 24. When an expense cap has not been exceeded, the gross and net expense ratios may be the same. When an expense cap has not been exceeded, the gross and net expense ratios and slash or yields may be the same. Not all share classes available for purchase by all investors. Class Y. Shares are available to institutional investors with a minimum initial investment of $100,000 and through certain wrap fee. Programs, retirement plans, and investment advisory accounts with no minimum. See prospectus for more details. Top 10 holdings for the Morova Global Sustainable Equity Fund as of June 30, 2023. Microsoft Corp. 4.91% of portfolio. Nvidia Corp. 4.83% of portfolio. Mastercard, Inc. 4.66% of portfolio. Novo Nordisk as 4.28% of portfolio. Adobe, Inc. 4.09% of portfolio. Thermo Fisher Scientific, Inc. 4.08% of portfolio. eBay, Inc. 3.89% of portfolio. Ecolab, Inc. 3.56% of portfolio. Iberdrola SA, 3.31% of portfolio. Roper Technologies, Inc., 3.29% of portfolio. The portfolio is actively managed and holdings are subject to change. There is no guarantee the fund continues to invest. In the securities referenced. Risks from Rova Global Sustainable Equity Fund. ESG investing global equity equity securities are volatile and can decline significantly in response to broad market and economic conditions. Foreign and emerging market securities may be subject to greater political, economic, environmental, credit, currency and information risks. Foreign securities may be subject to higher volatility than U.S. Securities, due to varying degrees of regulation and limited liquidity. These risks are magnified in emerging markets. Investments in small and mid-sized companies can be more volatile than those of larger companies. The fund's ESG investment approach could cause the fund to perform differently compared to funds that do not have such an approach or compared to the market as a whole. The fund's application of ESG-related considerations may affect the fund's exposure to certain issuers, industries, sectors, style factors, or other characteristics and may impact the relative performance of the fund positively or negatively depending on the relative performance of such investments. Currency. Exchange rates between the US dollar and foreign currencies may cause the value of the fund's investments to decline. 
Standard performance as a percentage from Rova International Sustainable Equity Fund as of June 30, 2023. Class Y. 3 month, 2.07%. Year to date, 12.17%. 1 year, 17.14%. 3 years, 4.87%. Life of class December 28, 18, 8.02%. Class A at NAV. 3 month, 1.99%. Year to date, 12.02%. 1 year, 16.82%. 3 years, 4.63%. Life of class December 28, 18, 7.75%. Class A with 5.75% maximum sales charge. 3 month, negative 3.86%. Year to date, 5.57%. 1 year, 10.15%. 3 years, 2.58%. Life of class December 28, 18, 6.34%. MSCIEAFE, net. 3 month, 2.95%. Year to date, 11.67%. 1 year, 18.69%. 3 years, 8.90%. Life of class December 28, 18, 7.80%. Performance data shown represents past performance and is no guarantee of, and not necessarily indicative of, future. Results. Total return and value will vary, and you may have a gain or loss when shares are sold. Current performance may be lower or higher than quoted. For most recent month-end performance, visit im.notizeyes.com. Performance for other share classes will be greater or less than shown based on differences in fees and sales charges. Performance for periods less than one year is cumulative, not annualized. Returns reflect changes in share price and reinvestment of dividends and capital gains, if any. You may not invest directly in an index. Benchmark since inception performance is calculated from December 28, 18. For the Morova International Sustainable Equity Fund, gross expense ratio 2.30%, Class A share, slash 2.05%, Class Y share. Net expense ratio 1.21%, Class A share, slash 0.96%, Class Y share. As of the most recent prospectus, the investment advisor has contractually agreed to waive fees and slash or reimburse expenses, with certain exceptions, once the expense cap of the fund has been exceeded. This arrangement is set to expire on April 30, 24. When an expense cap has not been exceeded, the gross and net expense ratios may be the same. When an expense cap has not been exceeded, the gross and net expense ratios and slash or yields may be the same. Not all share classes available for purchase by all investors. Class. Y shares are available to institutional investors with a minimum initial investment of $100,000 and through certain wrap fee programs, retirement plans, and investment advisory accounts with no minimum. See prospectus for more details. Top 10 holdings for the Morova International Sustainable Equity Fund as of June 30, 2023. ASML Holding NB, 5.07% of portfolio. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Co. Limited, 4.84% of portfolio. KBC Group NB, 4.49% of portfolio. Novo Nordisk AS, 4.45% of portfolio. Iberdrola SA, 4.05% of portfolio. AIA Group Limited, 3.76% of portfolio. Mercedes Group AG, 3.72% of portfolio. SAP SE, 3.66% of portfolio. Air Liquide SA, 3.53% of portfolio. Adyen NV, 3.41% of portfolio. The portfolio is actively managed and holdings are subject to change. There is no guarantee the fund continues to invest in the securities referenced. Risks from Rova International Sustainable Equity Fund. Equity securities are volatile and can decline significantly in response to broad market and economic conditions. Foreign and emerging market securities may be subject to greater political, economic, environmental, credit, currency and information risks. Foreign securities may be subject to higher volatility than U.S. securities, due to varying degrees of regulation and limited liquidity. These risks are magnified in emerging markets. Investments in small and mid-size companies can be more volatile than those of larger companies. The fund's environmental, social and governance. ESG, investment approach could cause the fund to perform differently compared to funds that do not have such an approach or compared to the market as a whole.
the fund's application of ESG-related considerations may affect the fund's exposure to certain issuers, industries, sectors, style factors, or other characteristics and may impact the relative performance of the fund positively or negatively depending on the relative performance of such investments. Currency exchange. Rates between the US dollar and foreign currencies may cause the value of the fund's investments to decline. Standard performance as a percentage from Rova US Sustainable Equity Fund as of June 30, 2023. Class Y. 3-month, 8.70%. Year-to-date, 17.09%. One-year, 21.62%. Life of Class December 15, 20, 7.27%. Class A at NAV. 3-month, 8.61%. Year-to-date, 16.87%. One-year, 21.25%. Life of Class December 15, 20, 7.02%. Class A with 5.75% maximum sales charge. 3-month, 2.32%. Year-to-date, 10.19%. One-year, 14.23%. Life of Class December 15, 20, 4.55%. S&P 500 Index. 3-month, 8.74%. Year-to-date, 16.89%. One-year, 19.59%. Life of Class December 15, 20, 9.25%. Performance data listed represents past performance and is no guarantee of, and not necessarily indicative of, future results. Total return and value will vary, and you may have a gain or loss when shares are sold. Current performance may be lower or higher than quoted. For most recent month-end performance, visit im.notizeyes.com. Performance for other share classes will be greater or less than shown based on differences in fees and sales charges. Performance for periods less than one year is cumulative, not annualized. Returns reflect changes in share price and reinvestment of dividends and capital gains, if any. You may not invest directly in an index. Benchmark since inception performance is calculated from 12-15-20. For the Morova US Sustainable Equity Fund, gross expense ratio 6.96%, class Y share, slash 7.15%, class A share. Net. Expense ratio 0.80%, class Y share, slash 1.05%, class A share. As of the most recent prospectus, the investment advisor has contractually agreed to waive fees and slash or reimburse expenses, with certain exceptions, once the expense cap of the fund has been exceeded. This arrangement is set to expire on April 30, 2024. When an expense cap has not been exceeded, the gross and net expense ratios and slash or yields may be the same. Not all share classes available for purchase. By all investors. Class Y shares are available to institutional investors with a minimum initial investment of $100,000 and through certain wrap fee programs, retirement plans, and investment advisory accounts with no minimum. See Prospectus. For more details, top 10 holdings for the Morova U.S. Sustainable Equity Fund as of June 30, 2023. Microsoft Corp., 8.74% of portfolio. NVIDIA Corp., 7.40% of portfolio. Thermo Fisher Scientific, Inc., 5.13% of portfolio. Roper Technologies, Inc., 4.71% of portfolio. MasterCard, Inc., 4.68% of portfolio. Danaher Corp., 4.31% of portfolio. Adobe, Inc., 4.28% of portfolio. Eli Lilly & Co., 4.12% of portfolio. Waste Management, Inc., 4.08% of portfolio. Xylem, Inc., 4.04% of portfolio. The portfolio is actively managed and holdings are subject to change. There is no guarantee the fund continues to invest. In the securities referenced, Morova U.S. Sustainable Equity Fund Risks. Equity securities are volatile and can decline significantly in response to broad market and economic conditions. Investments in small and mid-size companies can be more volatile than those of larger companies. The funds. Environmental, social and governance, ESG, investment approach could cause the fund to perform differently. Compared to funds that do not have such an approach or compared to the market as a whole. The fund's application of ESG-related considerations may affect the fund's exposure to certain issuers, industries, sectors, style factors, or other characteristics and may impact the relative performance of the fund positively or negatively depending on the relative 
Performance of such investments. Definitions. The MSCI World Index, NET, is an unmanaged index that is designed to measure the equity market performance of developed markets. It is composed of common stocks of companies representative of the market structure of developed market countries in North America, Europe, and the Asia-Pacific region. The index is calculated without dividends, with net or with gross dividends reinvested, in both US dollars and local currencies. The MSCI EAFE index, NET, is a free-float adjusted market capitalization index designed to measure developed market equity performance, excluding the US and Canada. The MSCI EAFE index consists of the following 21 developed market country indices, Australia, Austria, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Hong Kong, Ireland, Italy, Japan, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Portugal, Singapore, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom. The S&P 500 index is a widely recognized measure of US stock market performance. It is an unmanaged index of 500 common stocks chosen for market size, liquidity, and industry group representation, among other factors. It also measures the performance of the large cap segment of the US equities market. A price multiple, P multiple, is any ratio that uses the share price of a company in conjunction with some specific per share financial metric for a snapshot on valuation. You may not invest directly in an index. The ESG opinion assesses whether the investment is compatible with the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Committed, contributes very favorably to achieving the Sustainable Development Goals. Positive, contributes positively to achieving the Sustainable Development Goals. Neutral, in line with some of the Sustainable Development Goals, but impacts are low or unquantified. Risk, hinders achievement of the Sustainable Development Goals. Negative, strongly opposes achievement of the Sustainable Development Goals. Not followed, not rated by either Morova or ISSESG. The ESG opinion is designed to assess whether the investment is compatible with the UN Sustainable Development Goals and is based upon the analysis of Morova and ISSESG, a third party. The assessment does not guarantee a profit or protect against a loss and does not ensure the stability or safety of the overall portfolio. Additional information. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit im.naughtyseyes.com or call 800-862-4863 for a prospectus or a summary prospectus containing this and other information. Read it. Carefully. The index information contained herein is derived from third parties and is provided on an as-is basis. The user of this information assumes the entire risk of use of this information. Each of the third-party entities involved in compiling, computing or creating index information disclaims all warranties, including, without limitation, any warranties of originality, accuracy, completeness, timeliness, non-infringement, merchantability, and fitness for a particular purpose, with respect to such information. This podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. Any opinions or forecasts contained herein reflect the subjective judgments and assumptions of the authors only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Natixis Investment Managers or any of its affiliates. There can be no assurance that developments will transpire as forecasted and actual results will be different. We believe the information, including that obtained from outside sources, to be correct, but we cannot guarantee its accuracy. The information is subject to change at any time without notice. Actual results may vary. The views and opinions expressed are as of July 6, 2023 and may change based on market and other conditions. Natixis Distribution, LLC is a limited-purpose broker-dealer and the distributor of various registered investment companies, for which advisory services are provided by affiliates of Natixis Investment Managers. Natixis Distribution, LLC, Fund Distributor, Member FINRA SIPC, and Morova are affiliated. Add tracks, 3037896-151. Pod 171, June 2023. Expiration date. October 31, 2023